You're listening to Finale, Episode 10, Six Feet Under. Welcome to the 10th episode of Finale, the podcast that, and take note, revisits the series finale of a TV show that we all loved that at least one of us has watched, meaning the other one might not have probably didn't watch it. I'm Ron Richards. With me as always, Carrie and Golia. Hello. And for our 10th episode, we are... Uh, we're mixing it up. We're mixing it up. We've gotten, since we started this podcast, we've gotten a lot of feedback. Uh, yeah. Which we're going to talk about later in the show, so stay tuned right. for that. Yeah, here's but, a clue. People don't like this show. <laughs> no, a lot of people do, but uh, a, uh, a small minority don't seem to get it. Vocal minority. Uh, but a lot of you, when we started doing this, uh, immediately said, oh, this is great. Will you do this show? We Basically, you all want us to do your favorite shows. And our original theme, our original idea was we were going to do a TV show that one of us had never seen anything about. And a lot of your favorite TV shows are TV shows that we've both seen. Um, because sometimes I do watch television. Because you do, despite your reputation of not watching television. Um, so for our 10th episode, we wanted to, we, we looked at all the comments we got on Facebook and on Twitter and all in various other places. And we said, you know, let's do a classic TV finale that we've both watched, that we've both enjoyed, um, and that many of you have enjoyed. Um, and we settled on Six Feet Under. Classic classic i would even go as far to say as one of the series finale like high watermark template i absolutely agree one of the best series finales when when you when you talk about a show ending everybody always says oh six feet under right which has been interesting because and we'll get into this in a moment it's been interesting to go back a decade and some odd years 13 years 13 years later and revisit that. Yeah. So um, so we're doing Six Feet Under. So rejoice out there in the audience. So uh, real quick before we get into our thoughts about the show, Six Feet Under was on HBO. Uh, it was uh, created and, and produced, and a lot of the episodes were written and directed by uh, Alan Ball. Um, it started on June 3rd, 2001, so a pre-9-11 world. Uh, and it ended on August 21st, 2005, after five seasons. Uh, the series finale was the 12th episode of the fifth season, ep- uh, season five, episode 12, titled Everyone's Waiting. Uh, for You to Die. <laughs> yeah, not just Everyone's Waiting. But you <laughs> Everyone's Waiting for You to Die. That's what the show is about. Um, and like I mentioned, it was on August 21st of two, on 2005. Uh, it was written and directed by series creator uh, Alan Ball. Uh, it ran 72 minutes. So uh, they needed an extra 12 minutes from their usual 60-minute episodes to to get all this in. Um, And so when it came out, it was uh, uh, hotly anticipated. Six Feet Under was a a, a successful show by by any standard, uh, you know, on HBO and all that sort of stuff. 3.89 million people watched this finale. Uh, tuned into their HBO, which is a lower number than broadcast TV, but it's HBO, it's pay TV, so that sort of thing. Um, So Carrie... Yes. Did you watch Six Feet Under when it originally was on? I watched this show. You did? I did watch this show. Okay, you had HBO? Yeah. Wow. Uh, 2001. 
Yeah, June 2001. I have no idea how I watched this show. <laughs> did you watch all five seasons? I or, may not have watched all of it. Okay. But I think I did. So, I really think I did. So tell me what the show's about. Just as the whole show. Okay, so the Fisher family okay. owns a funeral home. Yep. And Ghost Dad is there from the very beginning. First episode is when the father dies. So we follow the Fisher family through their various ups and downs. From what I remember, Lauren Ambrose as a teenager was pretty bratty. Oldest brother Nate was a favorite. Well, he was the lead. I mean, it was mainly built around him, Peter Krause. Like it was taking over the yeah. family business. Who this is the first show he was in that I remember after Sports Night. Yeah, a show that we both love. We also both love Sports Night. Yep. But this isn't about Sports Night. I know. I um, almost started talking about Sports Night because I, I got excited. So Peter Krause was the oldest brother, and he's reluctantly pulled into the family business. That is, that the middle child, Michael C. Hall. Also pretty ambivalent about the bit family no, business. No, but he was more serious. He was more into it. He was doing it. Yes, like, so, this so was, if that's I remember, true. I this, forgot that. This, this, the show also isn't called Series Premiere. But if I remember correctly, <laughs> the, the dad died. Michael C. Hall was already working with the dad at the funeral home. And then Nate came home after the dad died and then and worked in the business to fill the gap. So, good, good call. A lot of, a lot of uh, angst. I remember it being almost like a backwards procedural in that, just like Law & Order, it begins with the death. Right. Every episode focused on... The death was a the theme of the show. And in that, so was living. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> that was really something. I was actually surprised to go back and realize that it was only five seasons long because I remember so much drama and so many twists and turns. Turns? Yep. Twists and turns within the family relationships and their various partners and well, and I, we're we're not mentioning their mother, Frances Conroy, who you know the whole show was kind of pinned around the passing of their father and how it affected their her mother, their their mother, and how she dealt with that loss, and then how she's a very traditional woman who made choices that she had a lot of regrets. And now that her husband was gone, what does she do with her life? And it was kind of a lot of this show was you know one of the one of the plot lines was like kind of her awakening or her kind of like you know getting her life back after her father after her husband passes which i think was interesting because we did revisit that same cycle yep. for this series finale right so series finale picks up after the shocking death of peter krause's character nate which happened i think the episode before at which least of course i have totally forgotten well that i remember i remember that death was shocking that was because he was the main lead of the show and he was great. And then that was the uh, when he had the uh, his he had an embolism or an aneurysm and his his arm went numb and that was the classic n- numb arm numb narm narm and then he collapsed <laughs> and for weeks me and my friend said narm all the time <laughs> because you're morbid <laughs> and bizarre. Morbid. But yeah, so the series finale this this episode picks up as uh, everyone's still kind of reeling from Nate's death. But actually, I it's funny because as as we revisit these shows, this is a show that I watched every episode of, all five seasons. I could give you bullet points of stuff that happened throughout the show. You know, like Nate and, um, and what's her name, Brenda, were very, you know, ups and down relationship. I remember Michael C. Hall got uh, abducted by a crack smoker at some point, and yes. that was very, that was very yes. uh, shocking and, and something jarring. with Billy. Well, yeah, and, and, and the sis Lauren Ambrose um, hooked up with, the, with Brenda's brother Billy, and he, he but was... But Brenda and Billy had a weird thing. There was a lot of stuff like that. 
But I'm also shocked about the number of things that I forgot. Yeah. Like Nate and Brenda had a child. And oh, then yeah. And then we're having a second child. Completely forgot about all that. I did in my notes write, who are these children? I don't remember the children at all. And so this, this finale episode picks up with the birth of their second child, who I guess was contested in some way, like they, they, whether they were going to have it or not. Because I, I do remember Nate started, he was cheating on Brenda with, 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 Maggie. with Maggie, who was the Quaker. Remember she went to the Quaker quiet room? Remember they just sit in silence? Right? I mean, I know what Quakers are, but I don't remember that. That that happened. She took her to a Quaker meeting house, and they just sat inside. The, the, the kind of thing. And they was like, "Oh, what is this?" And is Maggie's James Cromwell's daughter? It seems that yeah, that's the case. Yeah. So I just find it fascinating how much how much you remember about these shows, and then you go back and watch it, and how much and how, much, and how much you forget. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's been thirteen years. When yeah. was the last time you thought deeply about Six Feet Under? I literally have not watched a single episode of this since I watched this on in August no. two thousand five. I don't know if it's a go back and watch, but we'll get to that at the very end, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Um, yeah. That's a that's a good question. All right. But so as a finale, um, what did you you know what did you think of it? Well, it was interesting for it to open on a birth. Yep. Because I do remember that it always opened on a death. Yep. And we opened, the opening scene is Brenda giving birth. And I was like, oh, that's such a nice change of pace for them until the baby's not breathing. And then that was a bummer. Right. And they showed the baby's name in 2005. And you right. thought, so you you thought, thought for thought. a second the baby was going to die. Yeah. You, you actually gasped as we watched it. Oh, did I? Yeah. 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 Well. Anyway. But, um, but no, the baby survives. Yeah. So. Baby lives. Baby lives. I mean, until everyone dies. Right. Well, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> but I felt like the the majority of this episode, up until the last ten minutes, is really about rebirth. I felt. Yeah, I agree. It was very interesting to watch. It was hard for me to gauge the pace at which time was moving. Yep. Everyone was moving through their separate chapters, and sometimes the whiteout screen served as chapter ending new chapter beginning but sometimes it didn't sometimes it was just a scene transition sometimes it was just a scene transition so i was trying to calculate and do some math in my head but it felt like it was either a year or three or a week or a few months or whatever yeah yeah because because for me the the, that only happened to me once during this and it was very jarring because throughout the episode uh rico who works in the funeral home with 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 michael c hall wants to start his own funeral home and is trying to talk Michael C. Hall into selling the house. And so he's going to sell the house with the funeral home. And Lauren Ambrose is going to go to New York because she got a job. And, and the mom is going to go move in with her sister, who's Kathy Bates, which I forgot about. Kathy Bates. Surprise, Kathy Bates. Um, and, and then David decides not to sell the business and, and sell the house. But they buy out Rico so Rico can do what he wants to do. And then there was a white flash, and then they're all, I guess they're going to, Lauren Ambrose is leaving for New York, and they're going to say bye, but they've remodeled the house because, They've remodeled the house, and yet she got the job offer. And then lost the job. And then, like, they remodeled the house in the amount of time it took for her to take a job and And not 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 move move yet. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So we show up at her goodbye dinner, and the house is completely remodeled, and I was confused by that also. yeah. It's a little bit of a nitpick, though, but it's 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 I, maybe a few months or who knows who knows how, how much time passed. But um, but I thought it was nice to see like going from such a low point of Nate dying in the previous episode and, and where everybody was lost was dealing right? with that yeah, right. Yeah. So it the episode as most series finales do check in on every major character. So we mm-hmm. check in on Ruth. She is a wreck and. 
has no will to live. We check in on Claire, who's kind of apathetic. Surprise. We check in on David, who is confronting some pretty serious mental health issues, which I had kind of forgotten about. And I was curious how that was going to get resolved because that looked pretty intense. And then slowly but surely over the course of the next 20 minutes, you see them kind of all recovering, which is which is really nice. Claire mm. has a relationship with someone who isn't psychotic, who happens to be Chris Messina. Chris Messina, Northport's own Chris Messina. Uh, fun fact, we, you went to high school with him. And I missed going to high school. No, I went to high school with him too. Wasn't he? Was he there when I was there? I mean, I tend to say he went to our high school he, rather than I went to high school with him because I don't know he, him. He went to our high school. Yes. We Chris, were there at the same time. We were there. I was there at the same time too. Yeah, no, I think he was a senior when I was there. And when this aired, it was only 10 years later. Oh, yeah. It was not a long period of time. He had not become, he had not become t- TV's Christmasina, TV. TV and movies Christmasina. Yeah, the famous Christmasina. Yeah. I mean, that was a lovely surprise to see Christmasina. He's always, yeah. he always he lights up the screen. And the first time we saw him, he was butt naked. Yes, I've seen his butt. Yep. So there's a thing that happened. <laughs> there's a thing that happened. <laughs> so Claire has gone from being apathetic to being in what seems like a potentially healthy relationship with someone who might be a Republican. It's hard <laughs> Which, to tell. It's funny because it's funny because in in this going back to how I was saying how the show started in a pre nine eleven world and this show also aired right during the whole Bush administration. So right. you got a little Bush dig that he like, oh, he might have voted for Bush, right? Because it's 2005, so it's a year after the election, the, you know, he got reelected. And it's also pre-technology changeover world. No one has a smartphone. The cell phones are chunky and, and flip phones, flip phones and, and chunky candy bar phones. Um, at one point, because Claire is a, Lauren Ambrose's character is a photographer and she's taking pictures of Christmas scene and he's naked with like this very large digital camera. Or like, like the tiny point and shoot. Yeah, a little point and shoot. Like a chunky, <laughs> yeah. like a point and shoot that honestly, so inside scoop, people who care, no one cares about this, but we recently cleaned out some cabinets and I f- we found an old point and shoot yeah. that I've had probably since this show aired. That was smaller than that camera. That was smaller than that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So it's just it's just funny how it represents a moment in time in in that kind of storytelling angle. But it, but as as I was thinking as we were watching the episode and I was thinking about it, it was really the fact that as much as I don't remember about this finale, it is because the last fifteen minutes dominate dominate your memory and everyone's memory of the show. Took over yeah. through the whole thing. I was wondering when are they going to speed up to the the, the flash forward. The, the flash forwards. Right. And I thought in my memory that took up way more of the yeah. of the episode than it actually did. It really only took up a few minutes at the end. Yeah. Right. No, it, it was at the very end. So so Claro finally leaves for New York. Everyone has kind of found where they need to be. Everyone has settled. They've settled. The baby's okay. There was some concern. The baby's about, okay. David's relationship is mm-hmm. much improved. They end up taking over the family business. Yep. He is teaching his son how to work in the family business. Yep. And then Claire leaves for New York, and as she puts in the CD, the mix that Christmasina, Ted's, Ted's character, tons of, and uh, the song "Breathe Me" by Sia starts playing. And as she draw, as she leaves Los Angeles and starts heading east to New York, we start the flash forward, and you start seeing. Basically, it starts with little clips to show their lives. We see the ba- we see Brenda's baby's first birthday, right? We see David and his son in the learning the business. Right. 
And then we get the the premise of what these flash forwards are is that they're all focused on the next deaths of everyone on the show. Everyone on the show, which at the time was devastating. Yes. It was the ultimate series finale wrap up. Yeah. Because it truly wrapped up everyone's story. We've talked about on this show, when the camera cuts off, does that mean it's the end of the story? Are we just leaving them? Is our time with them done? But they continue. We talked about it with the Wonder Years, where we got to see some people's ultimate end, but not others. Well, we we, we did it in narration. Right, yeah, yeah, I said, this is what happened. But in this, we actually... And and I'm focusing probably too much on the death. It did show, like you mentioned, it did show a lot of... Like, we see Claire get married to Ted. Right. right? We see the moments in their lives that we don't get to see because the show is no longer on. Sure, sure. But because the show was what it was, because it was six feet under, because every episode began with a death, they, I think, honored each main character by giving them that moment. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. And and at the time, like you said, it was devastating. Like I remember just being like a ball oh, of a, a puddle. A total mess. Um this time around though, not so much. <laughs> because this time around I was more focused on the uh, on the interpretation of the future that I didn't notice the first time around. <laughs> that like as the years go on and they get closer, like I think ultimately it ends in twenty eighty five. Um, was the year when Claire dies? She's the last one to 2085. die. Twenty eighty five. Twenty eighty five. You know, like there's a woman, there's a nurse who's dressed like in Star Trekky, kind of all white. You know, and at one point when Brenda die, when we see Brenda die in um, twenty, I think twenty forty something. Um, she's with 2025. her. Twenty twenty five. No, no, that was when the mother died. That was when. Oh, oh that yeah, was yeah. Twenty twenty five was the first that was that Ruth died in twenty twenty five. Um, I think Brenda dies in twenty fifty five or something like that. She's in a all white room with her brother, and he has a clear cane and like and it's very like, futuristic. It, it, exactly. Like Two thousand one <laughs> space odyssey. Like everything Ooh. in the future gets bleached out. Like I probably would have edges get fuzzy. Yeah, I probably would have stuck with things just look like how they do now. But no, they wanted to show no. This is the future. Which I, in the second viewing now, I found kind of funny and hokey. Yeah. But, but it did get me. I did sniffle a little on that sort of thing. Because you just see, you see, because there are little moments where you're like, because you, um, when the mother is the first person to die, Ruth dies in 2025. And then at her funeral, we see Ted show up at the funeral. And then we see Ted and Lauren Ambrose get married. Very nice. Right. And then, um, and, uh, and. Keith. It, Keith is next. Keith dies, which is very sad. He, you know, and, and Keith but, does not get a natural death. No, he gets shot, which is sad. Well, he worked in security. It was like it was a, a shitty yeah, robbery. Yeah, it was, it was a, bad. It was a bad robbery. But um, but at one point you saw Rico was in the audience of either a wedding or a funeral. Yes. Like oh, they made up. Like you know, like right. you see the kind of like oh, they the, like life goes on. You and know? Rico and, had his moment, except. I don't know if he just wasn't available to shoot that day <laughs> because Rico's it look moment like him. <laughs> took. <laughs> the scene was shot from farther away and we only see his back. We never see, we see his him face. see collapse on the deck of a cruise boat. Of a cruise ship. Uh, <laughs> but he was still with his wife. Which but he was is with his wife. Thing. Very nice. It, good to note that I believe that the aging won them a prosthetics Emmy for this episode. It did. Fun fact. There you go. They did win the, they did win the Emmy for the... Me- for, the for the last five minutes, makeup. everyone gets old and dies. Yeah, exactly. Um, while we were seeing those death scenes, it was interesting. When the mother dies, she sees Ghost Dad 
And then she sees Nate, and, and then she passes Nate. away. And David, when they're at a picnic, and there's some people playing football, and, and he, see, he sees Keith, and then he dies. So it's like the idea that you're seeing the people that you love before you die. Because they're waiting. Right. Everyone is waiting. Right, exactly. Everyone's waiting. And then finally, in 2085, we get to Claire, who's very old, and we see shots of her house, and it's filled with photographs because she's a successful photographer. And she, and, you know, and she's laying there, and we a close-up on her eyes, and we get a sense that she's seeing everyone. Yes. I mean, the interesting thing, too, about seeing the ghosts is that obviously when the show began, we saw Ghost Dad pretty frequently. Yeah. And Ghost Dad's kind of a jerk. Richard Jenkins, great actor. Great actor. Yeah, great role. But yeah, he would talk to Nate. Like, that was the thing. Yes. And then through this episode, we saw Ghost Nate a lot. Yeah. And depending on who he was with, obviously a manifestation of the subconscious of the viewer or of the seer so for, of Ghost Nate. So for Brenda, he was... He was a real dick. Skeptical jerk about something. something's wrong with the baby. She can't breathe. I'll Why do we have her. her? Yeah, exactly. But then that resolves and he says, I'll, I'll always love her. Right. So, I mean, it's not but, him. It's yeah. her. Then with Claire, um, he's her... Uh, Confidence he pushes, her. pushes her. It's like like she loses the job. So she's like, should I not go to New York? He's like, no, go, screw it, get you out of here. You have to go. You have to go. And you know, very kind of encouraging, encouraging older brother. Yeah. So. And when David has his the worst, most the pinnacle of his red hooded sweatshirt nightmares, mm. which I had forgotten about yep. and kind of threw me for a loop, when he wakes up from that dream, he sees a happy, happy Nate. Nate. Yeah. Happy Ghost Nate. So it was interesting to see them stay in touch with their family. Yep. So so yeah. So so really, the template of the, it, the it's funny because at the same time as Six Feet Under was on HBO, so was a very popular show with a controversial finale in The Sopranos. And I think you you know The Sopranos uh, is the example of the we're just watching a moment in time who knows what happens after other side dark, of the coin right where this gave a satisfying ending and closed the book on the show um so that said thir- right there were no more questions right 13 years later now looking back on it how do you feel about this finale do you think it's still as great as it was that night in august when you watched it or i think that part of what made it great and again, this goes for every series finale that we'll ever talk about, is the emotional investment you have in the characters. Right. So 13 years later, my emotional investment is a little bit lighter than it was at the time because I haven't revisited these characters. So I didn't get choked up. I wasn't blurry-eyed with tears for the whole last section. But I did think it was pretty good. Yeah. I did think it was pretty good. It did a good job of pushing everybody forward and kind of just pushing them out of the nest enough so that you know they're okay. It was, considering how much death is involved, the happiest series finale. <laughs> well, because it was a... Cause what's funny is because, like, the, the show is about death, but the show is really about celebration of life, like I said earlier. And that's what... And, and, and while, you know, we got to see everyone's death and everyone's moment we got to celebrate their lives as well. And, yeah, and so yeah. that, so it's kind of like, it's a weird, it's a very, very sad thing to lose someone and to see somebody die, but you get the sense that they lived, they lived a, a full life. And they, right. Yeah, the yeah. death was never, except for Keith, except for Keith, which was just a, tr- <laughs> and also like you had to, I mean, not to go here, but like the one black guy on the show oh. is the sh- guy that gets shot. I like that they gave him a white goatee they to show did that he give was older. Him an, yep. Like an older, older man because there mustache. Was the flashback right before that, he didn't have the older man right. mustache, and he looked the same. 
Right, when they were aging. Meanwhile, they're aging David. David, and he looks like 80 years old, and Keith is just hunky as ever. And then they're like, oh, let me give you a little salt and pepper in your mustache. Now you're old. Um, no, I still I, I still think it's one of the great finales. I think it was excellent. It, ha- it, it packed a wallop uh, 13 years ago when we watched it in 2005. Um, it's the one that everyone you know uh, you know talks about and goes back to. But again, I challenge anyone in our audience go back and watch it and see if you remember any of the first 60 minutes before the the driving and the flash forward starts because all that stuff I completely forgot. And so in that in that way, I mean like we we were we were we were doing a little research beforehand and stuff like that and you know there's a TV guide list of the top 100 TV episodes. This ranks number 22 on that list. Um, I think that list was from I think 5 or 6 or 7 years ago. Um, but still it, very highly regarded, very highly rated, but I, I didn't remember anything from so the first saying, half of it. All right, let's lop off the last 10 minutes. The and last 10 minutes. It's just another episode. Does that episode stand on its own? Yeah. I mean, it, it, you had to get you had to get through all that to get to that moment. Oh, of course. So, yeah, I think I still think I'm wrong. I'm not saying it's bad. I think it's very, very strong. I think that it it has aged well in our memory because of the la- the last section of it, which yeah. is which is genius. And and for me, I mean, that that Sia song, like that's the first song I heard by Sia and and, yeah. that, and that really marks a time and and it took me back to a, a time and place Definitely. And, and so um, it has that power. So I, I definitely think it's it deserves its its accolades. But that said, it there's 50 minutes of it that was forgettable. So. I will also say, since we're going back to the iconic moments, those last 10 minutes being the iconic moments, I also think the intro was absolutely iconic. And if oh, I yeah. look at... Oh, the opening credits. The opening credits. Yeah, sure. If I look... The show's not called opening credits, though. No, I know, but, <laughs> but we talk about the whole show. Yeah, we true. do, yeah. right? If we talk about shows we watch now, like The Good Fight, which has been written up for its opening credits. Yeah. That's, I mean, one, that's one thing about television now that I, I do lament is that the, the opening credits have gone by the wayside and now it's a special thing when there's a good one. Yeah, I think, you know? I think they're making a little bit of a resurgence just because... Well, the HBO shows always have it. Yeah. The HBO shows do still have it, which is good. So. And, it, and this one is epic. Yeah. And from my memory, it's the first opening... That made a huge, huge impact yep. on me. Yep. It was very good. It was very good. It's very good. It was a good show. So you normally at the end of this, I ask you if you would go back and watch the show, but you already did. Would I you did. Would you ever rewatch? It. Would you ever rewatch it? A lot of people love to do the rewatch, the binge rewatch. I'm I'm a binge rewatcher. Okay, you are. Yeah. I am. Yeah. Which is why I miss a lot of new shows because I'm busy watching The West Wing again. Right. <laughs> It's very comforting for so me to watch you, those would you re- shows. Would you rewatch this one? It's only five seasons, but it's heavy. It's pretty heavy. Very drama. I mean, it's only five seasons with like a handful of episodes, not a full twenty-two season. I mean, right. it was, you know, like ten episodes or something like so that. Even so even though it seems, I just like remember a light those load. Nate and Brenda fights, and like it was very dramatic. And every and time very... Billy's on screen, it made me uncomfortable, and yes. I don't quite yeah. remember why. And I, I, part of me wants to go watch it again just so I can remember why. But then I don't also at the same time because why would I do that to myself? <laughs> All right, so that's Six Feet Under, one of the greats. You because you requested it. Yeah, because um, we we like to hear from you. We do, we do. Usually, so, so much, in fact, um, that we want to. Uh, we're going to do this every now and then, like I think every ten episodes or something five, like episodes, something like that. At I mean, some, who knows? We were even make it this far. Yeah, so that's true. So, but at some point, we are going to. Um, 
do another show that we both watched or that or that is a classic one or whatever, and we want you to pick it again. So what we're going to do is we're going to put up a poll on Facebook. So go to facebook.com slash finale podcast. Make sure you like the page, please. Um, and then uh, give us your entry. Uh, uh, we're going to, we're going to, we'll get, we'll give a handful of shows that you can choose from and vote for it. And that will be, that will be the next kind of, you know, you audience based show we do. Yeah. Maybe we'll do it at episode 15 in five Maybe, episodes. Yeah. yeah. So um, go to facebook.com slash finale podcast. You can do that now. But also if you listen to the show and you like it, um, and you listen via Apple Podcasts or iTunes, uh, why don't you go leave us a rating and a review? <laughs> because there have been a lot of you, who, not a lot of you, but a few of you who have left reviews and, and, and you're not big fans. I'm imagining those people are not listening. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so because they're not listening, we thought we'd share some of our favorites. I mean, why would you, we say at the opening what the show is. Yeah. Right? You all heard us say that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we so my favorite podcast my favorite review on apple podcasts and itunes um came in on november 4th and it was it was gave us one star once we have and we have a lot of one star no, reviews a few one stars but um but it was a one star review and it says failed concept and this person cam herrera if you're still listening hello cam um, Why says, would Cam still be listening? This would only work if the commenters had both seen each series. What's the point of explaining a finale if you don't understand what led up to that point? Fans of the show will resent listening to a critic who has no idea. New potential fans will get no insight at all. Please stop and figure out what your goals are with the podcast. Stop and figure out what your goals are. There's another one. First of all, okay, someone would have rated it zero stars if they had the option. <laughs> that's <pretty good. laughs> so that's, that's impressive. But there's another person. Oh, yeah, this one. Cancel this crap until you find two people who have watched the same shows. You know what? Every other podcast on the face of the planet does that show already. I know. So go listen to another show. My other favorite one is somebody said, this is an early podcast. They gave us three stars, which is nice. Um, and it was just saying, um, gr- the title of this review is, Great Idea, Pick Better Shows. <laughs> and basically boils down to the fact that we're not talking about the shows that this person likes. Which so, is fair. Which is fine. Which is fair. Um, but that's one of the reasons why we did this episode. I know, because we do, we do want to make you happy, but, but not all of you. <laughs> so uh, what's interesting is that we have a lot of positive reviews. We thank everybody. We want to thank Robert and Mark for leaving five-star reviews on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Um, if you want to laugh, go read the negative reviews. But if you do like the show, and there's, listen, we only have like five, like, like a, 10 reviews written, and we know that there are hundreds, thousands of you that are listening right now. So if you do like the show, please leave a positive review. If you get the concept that the- get it i mean <laughs> thumbs up to you really kudos yeah. i didn't think it was that hard to get yeah we thought it was pretty simple but a lot of people do like it we know a lot of you like it and don't like to re- leave reviews or people say anything hate this show. so it's fine more people like it than hate it though i really I unless that. they're all hate listening <laughs> no i don't think so um so yeah so l- go to itunes leave a ratings and re- leave a rating and a review we appreciate everybody who does it even the negative ones you make us laugh we're gonna do this whether you get it or not because it makes us laugh, and we're enjoying it. So that's what's oh, good. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, we're doing yeah. it for us. Oh, that's nice. We're doing this for us. This is a podcast I want to listen to. That's why we're doing it. Do you listen to it? No, I don't listen to any podcasts. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I just, I mean, I edit them. We edit them, and I listen to it when I edit. But, like, I don't, I don't listen to them after they're released because I'm on it. Like, it's weird. So, um, all right. Well, do you listen to your podcast? Not really. Yeah. 
We should also take this time to plug our other podcast, perhaps. Oh, yeah, yeah sure. Carrie, tell everyone about your other podcast. Oh, well, I'm wrapping up a podcast right now. But there are so 100 episodes people can go listen to. There are 100 to. episodes. So yeah. if you are listening to this show and also want another show that has nothing to do with anything we've ever talked about, I do a show called Yoga for the Revolution. It's about self-care in the age of resistance. If you can't tell, it's left-leaning. <laughs> but it is uh, about just using the, the school the schools, using the tools and skills learned in yoga, meditation, and breath work to help us deal with just the everyday nonsense of life. And you do a very good job at it. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, if you like Android phones, you can go listen or watch me on All About Android every Tuesday on the Twit Network. I used to watch that show. Yeah, I know, but it's cute. Thank you. <laughs> you don't like Android phones? <laughs> no, no, I don't have an Android phone. So uh, we have a, a very varied background. So, And, of course, you can check out um, iFanboy if you like comic books, which is the podcast that I helped create. And every now and then I pop on the shows talking about movies, uh, and I do the monthly hangouts uh, sometimes with our patrons. So you can do that if you want to I don't. I don't do that one. No, you don't, because you live it every day. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for Six Feet Under and finales. And episode 10. 10th episode. Congratulations, 10 episodes. Good job. We did it. Good job. Uh, So come back next week. Uh, I don't know what show we're going to be talking about next week, but it's going to be something good no matter what. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter, Finale Podcast. And like I said, Facebook. There'll be a poll. Facebook.com slash Finale Podcast. Vote for our next uh, audience chosen chosen show. show. Um, And you can find all our previous episodes at FinalePodcast.com. Uh, until then, I, I was going to make some joke about when we die, but I don't want to. Do, I don't want to do that. Well, you know what we what we will know about that is that it will be very white. It'll be very white and yes. fuzzy around the edges. Yeah. <laughs> and see it in the background. Yeah. yeah maybe. All right. Know.